Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned in to I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Hey, check us out online, iworkforhim.com, and on Facebook, I Work For Him. But Martha, there's other places people should check us out. Well, you know, we don't want to make it too confusing, but there are a lot of options that God has kind of put before us to give as um, to our listeners. So our newest thing, Jim, is the awakenpodcastnetwork.com. So if you go there, awakenpodcastnetwork.com, you can find not only what I Work For Him has to offer, but also all of the other voices that we've been able to find and curate that are talking about faith and work in different perspectives, not just the perspective of I Work For Him, um, but in their own voice and in their own um, area of influence. So check it out, awakenpodcastnetwork.com. You know, it's always fun to travel back to the frozen tundra where I grew up. I just love the snow and the cold and the people are just so nice. So many great people with so many great stories. Well, traveling to Minnesota is kind of out right now, but with Zoom, we can go anywhere and do anything. Today, we're going to talk to an entrepreneurial couple. The husband takes normal cargo vans and turns them into fantastic, extravagant conversion camper vans that will transform the way you experience the road. There's a future I work for him one in the making, I am sure. The wife is a coach to Christian working women all over the country. We love talking to couples like this because together they're trying to change the world by living out their faith in everything they do, as well as run two companies and maintain a healthy marriage and raise kids. Gina Marie Locken with GinaMarieCoaching.com. Nope, that's what it is. Yeah, GinaMarieCoaching.com. And Eric Locken with NarrowRoadVanConversions.com. Welcome to I Work For Him. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited to be here and share our story with you. I hope you feel that way at the end of the show. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Okay. All right. So first, Eric, tell us, what's your Jesus story? Well, for me, uh, it is kind of long, so I'll just condense it down. Um, I went to Catholic grade school, and I always kind of felt called. And uh, to me, it was always kind of my mother's uh, religion for me, and I never really had a personal relationship with Jesus. And uh, I kind of fell away throughout my teen years and my 20s. And into my 30s, I had a successful career in sales and um, was making a fairly good amount of money. And I also read a lot of uh, books because I was on the road constantly. So I did a lot of audio books. I did all like The Lord of the Rings. And then I didn't know C.S. Lewis was a Christian at the time, but I listened to all the Chronicles of Narnia, um, all the books, and uh, had this feeling I should listen to the Bible. And right around that time, I also, uh, I just built this big, beautiful 4,500 square foot house. And at the time I was just, I, I felt so blessed. And I really thought that I was driving my own bus. You know, I was in charge and really had this thought that crossed my mind, which was strange, about why I should fear God. And it was it was interesting that I then experienced a real Job-like uh, experience, of course, not to his level of losing family members, but to where I did lose everything. 
Um, I ended up going through a divorce and then a series of things happened in my life that were really difficult. Um, I lost my job uh, due to, um, I started abusing alcohol and struggling with alcoholism. And so I ended up losing my job there and I basically fell back to, to kind of to zero. Um, fell back to into a, a job that was much less paying. And then all that time, though, I was reading the Bible and was starting to get built back up. So at that point, um, you know, it's been a real slow transformation, but God has really started to work in my life. I joined a, a really great church that had uh, great Bible studies and small groups. So I joined one of them and ironically, the person who was leading it left and they said, well, you should lead it. I said, there's no way I'm a, I'm a leader. Uh, but I reluctantly took it over and it ended up being the greatest thing that, that uh, has ever blessed my life. I uh, had a wonderful, it was a singles, uh, a singles Christian Bible study. And it was, it was wonderful. I led it for five years. And so this gradual Until he met me. Happened. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's part of the story. Just let her finish the story, Gina. <laughs> so, it's it's um, killing her. It's killing her to wait for you to get to the punchline here. <laughs> the irony of the whole thing to me was, um, and I had a 401k at the time that I was barely scraping by financially. And I, I actually tapped in and used all my 401k money. And at the absolute end, um, when I was at the bottom, I kind of realized that I had to kind of work through all this somewhat ill-gotten gains mm. or my old life that I thought I was in charge of to be, to start off at scratch. And I really, um, attached to the story of Joseph. Um, I also love the story of David and, but I really liked Joseph's story where, you know, he's loved by his father. And I just felt like that, you know, I had this coat on. And I, you know, was thinking I was just great. And then figuratively got sold into slavery and I've been brought out of bondage and I'm just super joyous at, at what God's done in my life. And uh, that's the short story of it. Wow. Okay, Gina, he left out the part where you guys met. So why don't you pick up the st- first share us your Jesus story and how you guys met? Uh, yeah, I, so I was baptized Lutheran and I went to church until I was about five until we moved. Um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Um, I love to tell that part of my story because I feel like I can minister to those who, who have been hurt by um, the church or other Christians. And that's really a big part of my, my story is I struggled a lot in my teenage years and wrestling with a lot of different things. Um, I struggled with anxiety and depression and nothing ever really seemed to help or fill that hole um, in my heart. So um, going through my 20s, still really struggled, um, tried filling it with material things, drinking, boys, like it was just a, it was a mess. <laughs> and I still, um, no matter how much I tried to fill that void with worldly things, something still felt off or amiss. So when I got into my mid twenties, um, <clears throat> I started reading some self-help books and realizing that there are positive people out there who want to see you succeed, who want to actually help you and breathe life into you. So I started working on me. Um, 
But once I got to a point where I felt like I was good, I still felt like there was something missing. Um, so I ended up getting my dream job. I was a vet tech in my previous life. I'm still certified, but I don't practice anymore. Um, so I got this job with, um, a larger, uh, corporation training practice management software to different veterinary clinics around the U S. So it was pretty much my ideal job. I was traveling all over. I was training. I was, um, doing all these awesome things that I never was able to, um, growing up. And through that process, I really learned that I loved helping breathe life into people. I was seeing people really struggling in their jobs and struggling to feel valued that I wanted to figure out how to do that um, in my life. So fast forward um, eight months later, so I had my dream job and then they had budget cuts. I was laid off. I had my one day pity party and I'm like, I'm going to start a pet care business. <laughs> so then I started a pet care business and it was going really well. I had the network for it, but I found that I was really missing people and the depression and the anxiety really bubbled back up to the surface. So I was um, alone a lot and really struggling trying to figure out what I was supposed to do with, with my life. And there had to be something more. So I had a friend who had asked me to go to church about six times. She was super persistent. <laughs> and I finally was like at my lowest point where I'm like, I, it can't hurt. I can't do any more damage than how I feel right now. So I ended up going um, to the church. And my experience of church in the past was um, a lot of like um, Lutheran and Catholic, very traditional churches. Um and never felt really comfortable um, in them. And so I went to this um, newer church and walked in and it was very open. Um, they had a cafe. I'm like, are we sure we're at church? This is really strange. Um, so we walked into the auditorium and sat down and worship started and I lost it. I started bawling and I had no idea why. I'd never heard the song before in my life. And I'm, I'm reading the words that are up on the screen. I'm bawling. Um, the gal I was with that asked me to go to church, we weren't super close. So as a relator, strengths coaching, I was like, I don't want her to see me crying. So I'm like doing this whole thing. And it literally felt like God came down and gave me the biggest hug and was like, you are here, my child. This is what I was waiting for your home. And I felt 100% whole and at peace at that point. And it always gives me goosebumps to think about that moment because it was, it was so impactful and so emotional for me. And I had done all of, not all of this self-help work or whatever, getting myself to a good point, but I just dove in headfirst after that and never looked back. Um, it was, it was just an amazing thing that I, I want for everybody. Mm. Uh, uh, go ahead. Well, and so fast forward, I'm assuming that that's at the time when then you guys met each other. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually started going to church and then um, I moved to Hawaii for a three month bout. Because you could. And, <laughs> you know, uh, the Holy Spirit was so strong calling me back and it was a really um, hard decision. And I came back and I missed my church so much. I got involved um, volunteering. I was looking for a small group, but I was single. And it was, it's really hard to find single small groups. 
And there were three in the area that actually stemmed off of the original one Eric was talking about. And it just so happened that the closest one to where I was living was the one that Eric was hosting. So I ended up going and I had actually, um, I swore, <laughs> I swore off men um, like two weeks before I met him. And I gave it to God. I'm like, I'm obviously doing something wrong. So I'm just going to give this to you and just leave it at that. So when I met Eric, it was like this, um, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know if I should be going forward with this. So that whole part is probably for another podcast. But um, so we met and then obviously I ruined the small group because we got married and... <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we still meet with them um, as often as we can because we really miss miss those people. And today we're talking with Gina and Eric Locken. They're from White Bear Lake, Minnesota, a phenomenal, great community over there on the St. Paul side of the Twin Cities. They're going to now shift to their stories about how God is working in their businesses. But first, we're going to take a break. Don't go away. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I hate having my picture taken. It's such an inconvenience because I have to worry about my hair. And oh, wait, I actually love having my picture taken because I have no hair and I can make funny faces all the time like this. Check Martha and I out on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest on I Work For Him. And of course, those occasional last minute special event podcasts that we do and funny pictures and conversations. Just search for I Work For Him. That's I Work, the number four, him. Hey, we're back with Eric and Gina Marie. Gina Marie has this incredible, I, I know you don't go, you're, you're Minnesotan, you probably don't go by Gina Marie, but we're, in the South here, they, they do that all, but it's GinaMarieCoaching.com, and Eric's business is NarrowRoadVanConversions.com. You guys have this story, so you, Eric, would you want to add any color to the whole, this blonde walks into the room as I'm leading a Bible study, and she changed my life. Do you want to add to that story before we go on and talk about business? Yes, I would love to just point out the fact that I did not date anybody in that <laughs> in that singles group until Gina came. So I had five years of, you know, impeccable record of uh, singleness and uh, and leading a Bible study um, without dating anybody. So that was, but yeah, it was, um, it was what I was waiting for. Mm. She was who you were waiting for. Absolutely. That's exactly right. We could see that. Look at that smile on his yes. face. It's fantastic. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to have to go out to YouTube onto the I Work For Him channel and watch this video because the two of them and their smiles and their facial expressions is fantastic. Martha. It's great. So Gina, let's transition a little bit and tell the listeners what it is that Gina Marie Coaching does and who do you serve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I serve the Christian woman entrepreneur and also um, Christian women leaders and teams. So I love, um, as I became an entrepreneur, I saw this great need for community and I was feeling very lonely raising our toddler and also being a bonus mom to um, our two older kids who are now 15 and 13. So I was really struggling with this transition of Working full time, three you know, three jobs at once, and going to college and school to all of a sudden staying home with my toddler and trying to build this business. Um, so I was just thinking how hard it is for people to ask for help and to ask for support, especially as a as a female um, and being home. So 
um, I wanted to create a community and it's called um, Experience the Joy of Doing Business Together. So I have a what's called Women Rise Up peer groups that I do monthly. And um, I'm really trying to build a community where um, Christian women can just come together and feel supported and loved and we pray for each other and we um, we look at scripture and we help each other with our businesses um, and and challenges. So that's um, one side of my business. I also do um, one-on-one coaching with them to help them really live out um, their purpose that God has for them. Um, the other side is the um, strengths coaching um, with leaders and teams. So um, just creating this culture of joy and really appreciating people for God, how God has designed them to, um, to function. So I've incorporated the strengths coaching because I was seeing it. There was a hard... Um, it was hard for women to find um, confidence in in who they were and to really step forward and take that step of faith that God was asking them to because of all these lies that the enemy has told us and the world tells us we should do things a certain way. So um, by adding this in, it has given them the confidence that they need to move forward on that plan that God has for them. Mm. That's so good. So, so just tell the listeners, like, is this something that's just for local women? Um, what is your, what is your reach? Uh, no, my reach is all over the globe. <laughs> um, at some point I'm futuristic. So I'm always thinking of the possibilities and opportunity, but I'm really, um, Jesus is the CEO of my business. So I'm taking his lead on wherever he wants me to go with it. And that was a big thing when I started this is I really wanted to grow it organically and grow it God's way and trust in his timing. Um, so my business may not be growing as fast as if I was doing it the worldly way, but it's growing the right way with the right foundation. Um, so the people that I'm meeting and the people God is sending me are like the perfect people. It's amazing to see um, and have a front row seat to to watching him work in his glory. So, you know, there's so many things that we can share at this point. But Gina, I think the biggest thing is is let the listeners know um, number one about an offer you have for the listeners, and then where they can find more details to connect with you. Um, and I'll just put in a little shout out here. We have done coaching together. I've I have heard of the Strength Finders for years and never del you know jumped into it. And you encouraged me to do that. And it's just been fabulous. And so when you were even just saying like the word, oh, I'm futuristic, like if you haven't gone through Strength Finders, you don't have the context for that. But that is part of learning and getting the confidence in who God created you to be. So tell people your website and how they, um, what you have to offer for them. Yeah, so my website is GinaMarieCoaching.com. And um, for all my brothers and sisters in Christ, um, I am offering whoever's listening to this 50% off of this five-hour strengths coaching process. And I would also love to donate 10% of that to I Work For Him ministry um, if anybody takes me up on that offer because I absolutely love what you guys are doing too because reaching um, people in the workplace, I mean, that's where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably more than we are with our families. So um, it is a mission field, and I, I really believe in what you guys are doing. Well, thank you, Gina. I really appreciate that. So why don't you tell us about at least one God incident that you've seen in your practice as you work with women from across the globe and as you are married to Eric. Maybe there's something related. I mean, you said, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm thinking that's more Eric's song than yours. So uh, <laughs> we'll get that in a minute. But tell us about a God incident. 
Yeah. Um, so I, one in particular, I have a client, she's a veterinarian and she ended up, um, she owns a organization co-owns uh, where they go into farms and they help them manage their teams and um, manage their livestock more efficiently and productively. And I met her and that was a whole God story. I met her <laughs> at a training. Uh, we were at a sales training and God was prompting me to give her um, a brochure for my peer group. And I was like fighting them on it. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. I just had uh, my toddler. So my confidence was very lacking with all the hormones going on. And I'm like, all right, God, I will do it. Um, so I gave it to her and she ended up messaging me and just saying that God was really placing it on her heart to move forward with it. And that was, that was like a big win for me at that time. And um, now fast forward now, she is a wheel line coach on my team. She is implementing strikes coaching with her team because it really solidified how God has designed her and her developer to help other people live their best life and helping these farms. And she, she's like, she's such a lover. She's got empathy really high. And so she's like crying and she goes, there was this one guy um, that works on um, one of the farms and he is really a hard guy to get to open up and really has a chip on his shoulder. And she said she went through the strengths coaching with him and just said at the end, God has designed you to, to be who you are. And, and I appreciate who you are and what you bring to the table. Um, and she said at that point, I could just see his heart soften a little bit and just the, the ripple impact that this has on people and just appreciating how God has designed them and saying it and breathing that life into somebody else. It just, it, it's so amazing to hear their stories and how it's, it's um, impacting the people that they serve. Eric, how are you impacted by Gina's coaching? Has she ever taken you through the Strengths Finder? She has. Yes. And, uh, my background in strengths was kind of to pick up off the end of my, my faith story. Uh, I ended up getting out of sales and just said, I worked for this church that I, I just love and am still a part of. So I started working for this church. And, and when I applied, I'm like, I will just, I will do anything just so I can get out of this old area I was in, you know, kind of changing my history to a new serving God type mentality. So I worked there for five years. And um, just just really wanted to open it up to where I want what God wants for my life. And when I was there, I learned about strengths coaching. They uh, gave us our top five strengths. And to me, it was a complete eye-opener for me. I feel like I lived my entire life knowing that I was deficient in certain areas. And I always felt like I had to cover those up. Um, at previous jobs, or if I was asked to do something that really wasn't in my strengths, I would just fake it as hard as I could. <clears throat> and, you know, hey, was this something you can do? Oh, I absolutely, I can do that. You know, it's the answer you give. And the truth is, we're not all good at everything. And I wasn't good at these certain things. But I would try to, like, make up for it, which was really uh, silly to do. So it was really an eye-opener for me to learn what my strengths were. And when I learned them, um, I also kind of realized that I wasn't utilizing any of those at the church I was at. And, um, you know, I get asked a lot or 
people talk a lot, you know, what's your five-year plan? What are, what are your plans? And I honestly would say back then that my, my five-year plan is just to listen to what God has for my life, because I did what I wanted to do for the first 35 years of my life. And it didn't go well. Now (laughs) I want to do what God wants for my life. And I really legitimately fell into that and just tried to listen. And that's what, and how I ended up, um, God just slowly putting this into place and all these pieces to where I started this business about a year ago. And it's just, it's taken off. And, uh, you know, we talk about how, what are you doing in your work life? It's a very interesting thing for me because I used to work directly helping the church. So I really had this high sense of, I've always believed there's no small job in the kingdom of God. So whatever I was doing there, however small, I was directly impacting it. Well, now that I've started my own business and I'm producing vans, it's it's something I'm I'm somewhat struggling with. Now it's only been a year, so I'm in the phase of bringing more people on, and we're uh, kind of gearing up, so to speak. So I do. I, it's one of those things I pray about and wrestle with right now. And you're not alone, Martha. Before we go into Eric's story about narrow road van conversions. You went through the Strengths Finder with Gina mm-hmm. through GinaMarieCoaching.com. And, and Gina, you know, I, I must have got this off your website because it talks about changing, you know, how do we start? We can't change the, we start changing the world by changing Martha's world because she's changing my world now. How was that experience? Uh, I, I mean, have that conversation with Gina Marie about changing the world because of knowing your strengths. Well, you know, so I, well, for myself, I think very much like Eric, once you um, find out what your strengths are, you see better how God created you. And when it, I love the story of the Strength Finders. And without going into all of it, just this whole idea that we can exponentially improve in the things we're already strong in. Um, but it would it would take a whole lot for us to even improve, improve a little bit in the things that we're that are at the bottom of our strengths. So um, for me, I think that what I see is that if I embrace who God really made me to be, but I understand who he made me to be, um, then I can better change the world around me that impacts the world. And, and I know, Gina, that's a big message for you. Um, so I don't know maybe what you have to share with everybody else about encouraging them how I think you should give some inside information on your conversation with Martha is what I think. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Those five hours of conversations? Um, I I he just kept saying, Jim has to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would. So, okay. So let me just tell a story. So as we were unpacking my, the, you go through all 34 of the um, items that I, the, the, strengths. You know, the strengths. Yeah. So, and as we would go through them, I'd be like, oh, I bet Jim's really high on this one. Not that we're supposed to like judge other people or whatever. You're working on yourself. I you, was, but okay. it was like I could relate to it because I'm like, I can see that. Like that's, I, it's, it was a, a higher number on mine, meaning it wasn't one of my greatest strengths. Um, but I could see where you really, you know, were... Um, strong in that particular one. So that was why I, I see so many correlations, so many benefits for married couples 
um, to know their strengths so that they can live within them and complement each other. Like um, Gina was just saying, you know, futurist is at the top of hers. It's number 34 for me. So, you know, knowing that, like for years, Jim and I, we're talking strategy, we're talking with people about, and I'm like, Oh my word, this is so painful and <laughs> it's hard. It's like sucks the life out of her for and sure. It does. I just go white. I know I do. And it's not that I don't love conversation and I love the people and I love hearing what God's putting on their heart. But boy, that just like is totally out of my element. And knowing that it's number 34 helps me to understand that that's okay. Like God didn't make me to think that way, but he made me to... Um, create harmony. So with it, you know, and I, I thrive in harmony. She's so we've had, a, we've had a lot of conversations about that lately. So I just, I want to just take a minute and encourage the listeners that um, if you have never gone through strength finders, or maybe you did the test, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, I did that a long time ago, but like they never did anything with it, or they never, um, it's not front of mind for them now. This is a great opportunity for um, people to re- um, revisit that or to look at it for the very first time. So I would just want to encourage you to go to GinaMarieCoaching.com and um, connect with Gina, find out more about it, because I, re- I do really believe that there is a lot of benefit, not only personally, but in um, your work and in, uh, in marriage and in all relationships. Hey, we're going to be right back with more from Gina and Eric Locken from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. We're going to get to hear Eric's story about his business, Narrow Road Van Conversions. Hang on, we'll be right back. One of the ways I keep Jim under control is to tell him to go write something. It's sometimes the only quiet I get during the day. I would love it if you would go and subscribe to our weekly blog so I can keep getting those quiet moments every week. I could use more, but I will be grateful for at least that one half hour. Jim's blog is written from his heart on what our father is speaking loudly to him right now. I think you'll enjoy it. IWorkForHim.com and click on the word blog to subscribe. Hey, we're back on iWorkForHim. We're talking today with Eric and Gina Locken from White Bear Lake, Minnesota. You've heard all about GinaMarieCoaching.com and how the strengths is really going through the strengths finder has transformed my life and it's going to transform the world because of Gina's investment in Martha and in so many women across the country and teams as well. Eric, though you live in a household with a coach and she's working on strengths all the time. Do you ever feel like maybe you're in the counselor chair all the time? <laughs> um, no, she does a pretty good job of not, of not bringing her work home. I think she does a good job at that. You know, but <laughs> well, I love the fact you that you... Did you notice the wise response there? <laughs> I, I love the fact that you already knew about the strength finders, you know, before... Um, so you had your own personal experience with that and you saw the value of it within yeah, your, yeah. your work. And so I just think that that's, that's huge. It is huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about narrow road van conversions. First of all, it's a, it's a, you're going through a journey after my own heart. First of all, you, you make it easy for people to experience the country in the comfort of their own van. You make vans that are conversion van size, yet they are made to live in, which one day, because Martha's always said, I'm not buying a motorhome. It's too big. I'm not going to drive it, but she'll drive one of your vans one day. I'm sure that wrapped with iWork ram all around it. So tell us about narrow road van conversions and how it got started. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because if you've ever driven one of these vans, which um, started becoming popular in the late 2000s, they're very easy to drive. 
kind of like a full-size pickup truck. And I always wondered, you know, how, how somebody could drive an RV down the road, you know, those big monstrous things. I can't imagine that being very relaxing, you know, as a vacation, driving <laughs> one of these huge things. So then you've got to go somewhere where you park it, where it's hooked up to electricity and your uh, sewage uh, t- uh, tank needs to be hooked up. And because RVing has become so popular, it, it has gotten more expensive, these RV places, to park, park, and they're all full. Well, the vans that I make are self-sufficient. So they have carry their own power source. Uh, the batteries, there's quite a few batteries on them. And they're charged by the solar panels on the top. When you're running the van, the alternator charges the batteries also. And you can plug it in if you wanted to plug it in. So really, it is a um, self-contained RV. So you don't have to go to an RV site. You don't have to be plugged in. You don't have to have be hooked up to the sewer system. You can be out and enjoy nature where it is, um, away from people, which is also popular right now. <laughs> but <laughs> why? Okay. All right. And, and I encourage people to go out to your website, narrowroadvanconversions.com, because you've got some fantastic walkthrough videos mm-hmm. uh, that just explain all the different features. And then, of course, you got Gina and you got the kids and the videos. And it's fun. I mean, and Gina's always quiet, just sitting there. Do you ever let her talk in any of the videos? No, she's just, you just have her on there. She's to, a model. You're modeling. <laughs> modeling. Gina, has he ever let you? I was going to make a joke about that. Now, don't, don't, don't do that. You, this is being recorded, and you'd be there forever <laughs> for Gina to go, do you remember when you said that and I worked for him? And I did notice, just for the record, because everybody listening to this show knows that I am a Mountain Dew guy. And I did notice in one of your videos that you opened, miraculously opened the fridge in one of your vans, and it had a Mountain Dew in there, and you open that up and you popped it open and you you chugged it down. I'm like, It was wow. like the heavens declared. It was a man after my <laughs> own heart. All right. So oh. why? Why van conversions? So what did God tell you about who you are that said, this is what I want you to do with the talents I've given you? Yeah. So my wife and I love to travel and we've done it in the back of my pickup truck. Uh, you can put a board in your pickup truck and I had a topper on it. So we slept on top of this board and then stuffed our luggage underneath. And we did Yellowstone. We went down to the Florida Keys and we actually really enjoyed it. And this whole van life kind of revolves around um, free camping in, uh, you know, uh, bureau lands where you can free go out and camp and they're geared for self-contained. So we, we, we did this. We love traveling and we kind of stumbled upon this. Um, when we were thinking about how we were going to do our next trip and we found these, this family and I said, this is what we really, really need. So I did convince her into letting me build one because we definitely couldn't afford it. Uh, I built the first one while working my full-time job. It was nights and weekends and it took me six months to build. And I did that one. And that's the first video that you see um, with the infamous Mountain Dew in it. <laughs> And that video has been wonderful. And I've basically gotten all my business um, from that first build that we did. I I quit my job right after that. And I went into building it. Um, And it's been kind of a roller coaster ever since. A roller coaster? You mean it's been more like a up? It's more more like a It's like, yeah, it's just like up, up, up. Now you've you've got, you're back ordered to 2023, right? Or 2022? 
2022, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. So you're seeing God's blessing on this and who are you serving and how have you seen God? I'm sorry, Martha, did you want to talk in this? No, story? really, go right We're ahead, We're having a conversation <laughs> here, people. He's just so excited. I am because I want one. I want So any of you listening here on iWorkRim, you want to help iWorkRim get one of these vans because Martha and I do travel a lot across the country. We're willing to put... Our, I work for him wrapped on the outside of the van sponsored by your business. You could certainly do that. We'd love to have that happen. Uh, just check us out at iworkforhim.com. Okay, Eric, God's involvement in your business because now you're becoming a pastor as well as a, as a van technician because you're having people. You've got people. How have you seen God involved in that business? And don't worry, Gina, we got a question for you too. <laughs> well, um, I think that as I sat at my old job and listened to, to what God and just watched him put things into place. And that's how God has worked in my life. It's almost as if he lays a paver stone down in front of my feet uh, as I walk. Mm. And it's really been like that for me um, as I move into this. So that first video was only a year ago. Um, and now I've moved into a 2000 square foot um, facility and then kind of realized that well, if I'm going to do this, I could probably do it a little bit more efficient with it being a little larger. So then I just recently moved into a 4,000 square foot facility and I'm bringing people on and I'm trying to grow at the right pace. So it's been real growth time for me. Um, so it's been a struggle of me working my faith into it. I guess where it has come when I've interviewed people, I say, well, I just want to let you know where I come from and where I get my values from. And I explain that I'm a Christian and that's where I get my values from. And I say, not that I only hire Christians. It's just so that you know who you're working for and what kind of a person I am and where I get my values from. So that being said, um, I've yet to see where God is going with this, but I can't wait to see. <laughs> you know, that's so good. And thank you for being vulnerable and transparent about that, because I think that a lot of people think, well, if I don't have it all figured out, um, you know, that I'm not, I may not be doing it the way God wants, but, you know, living out your faith doesn't always mean that, um, you have a fish at the end of your logo and things like that. It could be that the way you treat your employees, the way you're talking with your customers, the way you're, um, you know, doing your business with integrity, the things that God has taught us in his word, and we're living them out every day. And you know mm -hmm. that that's the foundation of it. Um, is a fabulous pace, place to start. So, of course, one of the things that Jim and I are very passionate about is strong marriages. So how are you guys, as you are growing businesses and growing a family and um, all of that, how are you keeping your marriage strong in the midst of working on your businesses and life? The way I like to word it, how are you protecting your marriage from your businesses? Gina, you first. Ladies first. Uh, well, when we initially <clears throat> decided to go through with um, narrow road van conversions, uh, we were struggling financially. Dave Ramsey would have said, no, no, <laughs> don't do that. Um, but we, we prayed a lot about it and we decided to move forward with it. And one of the things that we agreed on was that it was going to be really hard up front because he was working full time and working on the van full time. And I was pregnant and a month later had Riker. So I was um, nursing and taking care of an infant. Um, we made sure that once this first van sold and this was going to be a company, 
um, that we would protect our our nights and weekends, um, the majority of them. Now, sometimes, you know, there's wiggle room, but um, the majority of them, we would set it up so that we could still have that time with our family and with each other. Um, the other thing we have started doing is implementing date nights. Um, we had a couple and it was really nice to just connect uh, without the kid, you know, away from kids, not talking about work and just really reconnecting um, with each other. So that was another thing that just recently we, we felt was there was a need for it um, to reconnect. So, mm-hmm. Tarek, what about you? So from your perspective, what are you doing to protect? Because you now have employees who are going to be watching your marriage every day. What are you doing to protect your marriage from your business? I agree with Gina. The six months when I was building that van and working full time was really an eye opener. Uh, Gina was really struggling with it at that time, as you can imagine, being pregnant. And then I'm constantly gone. (laughs) or absent, it really emphasized how important it is for us. And I kept saying to her, I'm like, as soon as this is over, we're going to, we're going to have time. We'll be in a new phase of our life. And we've really kind of promised each other that. And that's what we've held true to. So it was really a good experience um, of us uh, almost feeling like we were separated a little bit there and it felt great when we came back to it. And now we remember how important it is and we hold that kind of sacred. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a good uh, transition and it was it emphasized the need for us to make our marriage most important. All right. And so go ahead, Gina. Sorry. I just wanted to add one thing too, that I feel is really important. Um, I think there's this worldly view that everything's going to be 50, 50 in a marriage. And um, God really showed me through that experience that sometimes the other person is going to be taking on more, you know, in, in a different, in different seasons. Um, so this idea that it's always going to be 50-50 is not true. And I think that's where people um, and marriages really fall apart is that in this season, I'm taking on more of the role of raising our toddler um, and being home with... Um, you know, our other older kids, my bonus kids. Um, and then he was taking on more of the responsibility of providing for the family. So keeping that in mind really um, helped me to put into perspective and be grateful for what was happening and what he, the things that he had on his shoulders and the things that I had on mine um, and being grateful and seeing each other as, um, as a partnership in a difficult time instead of as an enemy. <laughs> that we can often see each other as if we're not looking at it in a godly perspective um, in that season. So Words wisely spoken. Some would say that marriage is 100-100, that you're always given 100%. It just, uh, but there are seasons that are tough. And toddler seasons are some of the toughest. Toddler seasons starting a business, yeah. that's tough. So Toddlers and teenagers. <laughs> toddlers, teenagers, and a new trans... Transportation business, toddlers, teenagers, the transportation <laughs> business. Yes, that's right. Uh, so listen, we really appreciate you guys sharing your stories with the I Work Frame audience and with us. The fact that you guys are, that God is working in your two different businesses, working in your marriage, uh, is it's exciting to see. And, and we do look forward to one day when you've got a delivery you need to make to South Florida, where you can come visit us down here and uh, we can uh, celebrate that together. We love that. But 
Eric and Gina Loken with GinaMarieCoaching.com and NarrowRoadVanConversions.com. Thank you so much for being an I work for him today. Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate it. All right. And good Thanks. luck on that Mountain Dew sponsorship. I love that. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number for him.com.